Well, you know by the title of this little devotional that um, we want to get rid of the idols um, in our lives. Uh, most of what I, I want to say uh, is actually the fruit um, of the uh, Men's 33 uh, class uh, that we had recently. I, I, I thought it was so good. And you'll see what I mean uh, as we just launch right into it. At least three times when God came down, he found something that he was compelled to address. He had to take care of it. It was obnoxious to him. Um, It was an abomination to him. And that something was idolatry. When he came to the garden in in the first chapter of the uh, uh, book of Genesis going to, to uh, chapter 3, he found Adam and Eve had succumbed uh, to these three idols. The idol of control. Did God really say that you can't eat from any tree of the garden? That's what the devil asked them. Was that a good idea? Hey, hey. Take control. Here, make up your own mind. Eve takes the helm. She grabs the steering wheel. She takes control. And then she drives her husband there too. The idol of control. The idol of significance is what he saw going on. The devil said, your eyes will be open." You'll be like God, knowing good and evil. Ah, isn't that a desirable thing? Isn't that really significant? Can't you be lifted up if you do that? Uh, The third idol is the idol of comfort. You've got control, significance, and comfort Almost every part of idolatry in our lives can be found in those three categories. The idol of comfort here is the woman saw that the tree was good for food and delightful to look at. And it was desirable uh, for obtaining of wisdom. It was delicious. It'll satisfy my appetite. It'll meet my aspirations. I, 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 I would like to try that. The second time then, when God came down, he came down to Mount Sinai, burning with fire and smoke and an earthquake. And no one was, was, was allowed to get even near the mountain. They weren't even allowed to touch it. Uh, uh, they could not do that. It, it, it was a fierce... What's the first thing? What's the first thing? That God addressed. What did he say? He said, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the place of slavery. Number one, do not have any other gods before me. Know that I am the controller. I am God. I control all things. 
It could never be you. I have made all the arrangements for you. I, I've been in charge of, of your stay in Egypt. I have been in charge of your exodus from Egypt. I stretched out my arms. I parted the Red Sea. I destroyed the e- Egyptians. I'm the one who brought you out of the house of slavery. I am your redeemer. I am your deliverer. I am your liberator. I am your provider. Enjoy your unparalleled significance in knowing that I am your God and you are my people. You are the only people that that, that I have at this time on the face of the earth. You are a special people. You are Israel. You, You are my children. Find your comfort in me because I am the one who loves you. I'm the one who's committed to you. I'm the one that's going to give you the land flowing with milk and honey. I'm going to defeat your enemies. Take all the comfort you need. Find it in me. The third time that God came down, he came down in the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. God incarnate, God coming in, in our own flesh, God uniting himself to us. And what did he find? What, what temptations did the devil, what idols did the devil present uh, to Jesus? He said, if you are the son of God, tell this stone to become bread. Ah, get some comfort, get some satisfaction. You've been fasting for 40 days in this dry desert. Do something for yourself. Take it easy. Have a bite of bread. Toast it on these rocks. Enjoy your comfort. What else did he do after taking him up and showing him all the kingdoms of the earth in a single moment of time? The devil says, I will give you all this splendor. I have, I have the authority to do that. It's been given to me. I can give it to anybody I want to. Be significant. Be the owner of all this property, of all these kingdoms. I will give them to you. I own everything. Be recognized. Be acknowledged. Be seen. In the third place, take control here. Take control here, Jesus. Throw yourself down from the pinnacle of this temple. Do that. Test God. Test your father. Call his hand. Make him order legions of angels to bear you up in their hands. Do that. Be in charge. Make your father do something special for you. Well, then finally, I was going to say there was only three times that, 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 that God came down and he found these idols. There was actually a fourth time. 
sadly, when he comes to us, when the Holy Spirit comes to us and indwells us, what does he find? Sadly, he finds the same three idols in our hearts. Control is all about maintaining influence or mastery over a situation, over the people in our lives, our performance, my schedule, my income. What, whatever comes to me, I want to be able to dominate it. I want to be in control of it. I, I feel strong and safe. I want it my way. I want control. He also, founds the, he also finds the idol of significance, and, 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 and that has everything to do with, with what's in our hearts when we want to be noticed. We want to be thanked. We want to be acknowledged. We want to be rewarded. We want to be considered important. We want um, our contribution. We want our name to be heard. We want to be seen in that photograph. That's who we're looking for. Uh, I'm being transparent. That's, that's what I'm made out of. That's what I do. The idol of, of a comfort is also within us where we seek our ease, our relaxation. We want whatever we prefer to do right now not to be interrupted by somebody else. We don't want to stop whatever it is we are doing that we're enjoying, that we're taking pleasure in. Uh, that's the idol that we're bowing down to. We, we want comfort. We don't want to be stretched. We don't want anything that's inconvenient. We're hoping that someone else will do that. I won't have to do it. And we're glad for uh, someone else to do it. Well, much of our unhappiness, our stress, our irritation, our dissatisfaction, our short-temperedness, our unrighteous anger comes from bowing down to these three idols. We want control. We want significance. We want comfort. That battle is uh, so common that John ends his wonderful epistle talking about the marvelous blessings of being a child of God and, and, and the assurance that we have. He, he says this. He says, we know that we are of God and the whole world is under the sway of, of the evil one. And we know that the Son of God has, has come and has given us understanding. And we know the true one. We are in the true one, that is, in his Son, Jesus Christ. He is the true God and eternal life. Little children, guard yourselves from idols. Those are his last words, and, 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 and they seem mysterious to us. 
over and against all the blessings that we have and all the privileges and, and, and all the grace and, and all, all the goodness of God, he has to warn those who just heard that, like little children, guard yourselves from idols. Paul does a similar thing in, in uh, 1 Corinthians 10 and, and verses 14 uh, through 17. He says, Therefore, my dear friends, flee idolatry. He's talking to Christians. He's talking to his friends. He says, flee idolatry. I'm speaking to wise people. Judge for yourselves what I say. The cup of blessing that we give thanks for, is it not a sharing in the blood of Christ? The bread that we break is it not a sharing in the body of Christ? Because there is one bread. We who are many are one body. All of us share in that bread. He connects the flight from idolatry to the Lord's Supper. That's what he's talking about. And we can do that too. The, the, the idols of, of control, significance, and Comfort are met by a Trinitarian response. Thank you, Matthew Brink. We had a conversation about this, and, and, and God gave that to him, and he gave it to me. When you think of the Father, he is the one who is in control with all wisdom and goodness and mercy and, and patience, he's the one who is dedicated to save us from the power of, of sin, its practice, and its consequences. He's the one that we want to control. Who is the significant one? It is the Son of God. He is the most significant one in the entire universe. By his grace, we have a desire for him. We want him to be magnified. We want to transfer whatever glory comes to us, whatever praise comes to us. We want to give it right back to him. We don't want it to stick to us. We want Jesus to have it. Where does the comfort come from? Which person of the Trinity gives us comfort? It is the Holy Spirit who comes who is sent by the Father and by the Son and shows us Christ and, and connects us w- with the Word of God and gives us promises and, and is the one who sanctifies our, our, our souls and causes us to enjoy Christ and this glorious gospel. He's the one that makes us happy in our, in our holiness. So what's the takeaway then? What application um, uh, can I leave you with in, in just a simple fashion? We can always examine and reflect upon ourselves through these three troublesome idols. This control, this quest for significance, and this desire for comfort. And, and, and how do we get rid of that? Here is one way. Here's one way that is super meaningful to me, and I'm I'm not saying that, that I've mastered it. What we need to do is give God a blank check 
we need to sign the check and just say to God, blank check. Write on this check whatever you want. You're free. And you may have to do that four or five times a day. Or, or, you, miss, or you may just give him the entire checkbook and, and, and say, write on this whatever you want. When, when anything crosses me, when, when anything interrupts my significance, my control, my comfort, I want to say to God, blank check. Blank check, God. Just, just, just do with me what you want to do. We can hear the voice of, 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 uh, of Christ as we come to remember him tonight. He says... He says, and whosoever doesn't take up his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. I want to do that. I want to die to myself. I want to give a blank check always and say, I will follow you. I I will do what you want. Cross my will. Cross my desires, cross my desire to be recognized or thanked or anything else, any kind of earth, earthly reward. Just, just uh, make me die to myself. He says anyone finding his life will lose it. Anyone losing his life because of me will find it. We can remember Paul's words. It was such an example of exactly what he taught in, in, in a, a, a 2 Corinthians 5.15. And he died for all. That those who live should no longer live for themselves. But for the one who died for them and was raised. David Platt says when it, when it comes to being a missionary, he said that all are goers when it comes to making disciples. You'll have to think about that. We're all goers in that sense. In, if, if we make disciples, then we are all goers. But he says that only two spiritual practices or, or habits are really needed. Number one is is to surrender, and number two is to abide. Surrender and abide. We sang that this morning. Oh, let your will be done in me. In your love, I will abide. Oh, I long for nothing else as long as you are glorified. We got to really mean that. My last quote is, um, is from um, Jimmy Needham. Uh, he's a contemporary artist that I, I had never heard of before, but I really like him. Here's what he says. He says, I just want to go where I'm only breathing your air. Father, hear my prayer. Take me there. Take me there. I want to see you brighter than I'm used to. Finally see you clear. Take me there. 
take me there. Take me there. Take me there. That's what we want to see around the table. That's what we're hopeful of seeing. I'll just close with um, uh, 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 Scotty Smith's prayer. It's only part of it. Have mercy on me, Father, and free me from my and free my foolish heart from giving anything or anyone the attention, allegiance, affection, and adoration you alone deserve. Make Jesus so beautiful. God, do it tonight. And the love of Christ so compelling to me that my struggle with idolatry will diminish in in intensity substantially. The fact that I am one of your dear children, forgiven, secure, righteous, and beloved in, in Christ should be all the motivation I need to keep myself from any form of idolatry. May the gospel of your grace relentlessly expose and dethrone all empty things from my heart. So, so very amen, I pray in Jesus' most worthy and loving name. Amen.